recording is from Parramatta Christian Church. We pray that this message inspires you in your walk with Christ. church um, great to come around God's word together and today is vision Sunday this is the Sunday uh, every year that um, begins our next ministry year and uh, uh, if you're uh, a regular part of PCC uh, you know that we this is the Sunday where we set our theme and our focus for the year to come uh, and uh, if you're visiting with us and you're or you're joining with us online for the first time or you've been checking us out as a church this is a great Sunday for you to be joining with us as you get to hear a little bit uh, of our heart as a church and what we feel God is calling us to be and do as a church, uh, and particularly for the next 12 months. And so if you're looking for a church to be a part of, uh, this is a great Sunday to be joining us because it'll give you, I guess, a, a better understanding of, of who we are and help you make an informed decision uh, if God is calling you to be part of our, our faith community. Well, our vision statement uh, says that um, we believe that God has called us to, to see our city and the nations transformed by the good news of Jesus. Uh, this is a big statement and a big vision, and I guess vision uh, ought to have uh, a big capacity to it. But we, as a church, we genuinely believe that this vision is a, 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 an achievable outcome. It's, it's really what uh, Jesus had in his heart when he came uh, to our planet to, to die for our sins, as says us so beautifully uh, articulate, be our redeemer, that this message, this gospel will go to the ends of the earth um, and would bring transformation and change in its wake wherever it went. And so as a church, we believe that the, the best hope for our world is transform people who bring transformation wherever they go. Um, we, we believe that the best hope for our world is as people encounter the love of Jesus and are overwhelmed by his love and are, are changed and, and surrender their lives to him, uh, that they will be, be change agents in their families, in their workplaces, in their communities, wherever God sends them. And so our, our, our passion and our focus and our vision has always been about building people, building people, building and growing disciples of Jesus. And we believe that as we do that, as we grow people, that the church will grow. And as the church grows, then our world will be the better for it. So that's kind of really where our vision is coming from, to see our city, uh, so our local area, uh, our families, our communities, um, and the nations transformed um, by people who've experienced the good news of Jesus for themselves and are about proclaiming that good news through their lives, through their words, wherever they go. So uh, we have a saying in our church that we, uh, our vision is to see God build his universal church through our local church. Let me say that again, to, to see God build his universal church through our local church. And that's our heart. And so to that end, our mission statement says, that by God's grace, PCC exists to follow Christ, to love his church, and to serve our city. Uh, and um, that, that vision uh, statement and that mission statement kind of work side by side. And they're really all anchored in the three great loves of Scripture. Uh, to love God, to love each other, to love our neighbor, 
and to love the lost. So those are the three great loves that uh, our mission and our vision are anchored in. And so if you've been a part of PCC for any length of time, you would have heard us bang on, on, bang on and on on the same drum of these three foundational principles, worship, community, mission. In a nutshell, that's really what all our ministry is about, all our praying is about, that we would worship God, that we would be a church that glorifies Him. And, and Jesus told us how to do that. It's by abiding in Him. It's about, it's in obeying His Word. It's about uh, in bearing fruit that will bring God glory. So worshiping God and glorifying Him looks like following Christ, obeying Him, being surrendered to Him completely. Um, and then community. We, we're really about authentic Christian community where we genuinely love each other, where we're open and honest and transparent and accountable with one another. We don't want to pretend. We don't want to put on fake Sunday smiles and come to church and go through the routine and the motions of doing our Christian religious obligations and duties without experiencing genuine life transformation and authentic community where as we receive God's love, we are conduits of that love and we communicate and express that love genuinely and sincerely to each other uh, where everyone is welcome and everyone belongs and everyone is known and cared for and accepted and valued and appreciated and uh, where together we are growing in Christ. And then mission. Uh, we don't want our church to be just a, a wonderful bless me club where we just get together and enjoy God and, and celebrate all the good things about being Christians. We want to do that, but we want to do that so that we are then challenged and as Paul says, compelled by God's love to go out to be outward looking, to be a sending church, a giving church, a going church, a church on mission, a church that's about making a difference in the world, a church that's focused on uh, impacting the lives of other people, of sharing our testimony and our story of how God has changed our lives, a church that's committed to being witnesses wherever God sends us, a church that's passionate about doing good like Jesus did, uh, as it says in Acts where Jesus went about doing good. We, we want to be that kind of authentic Christian community. We want to be good news to our local area. Uh, we want to be a blessing to our city. We want to be a blessing to the nations. And so we want to be a church on mission. So that's uh, a summary of what we've been uh, on, the journey that we've been on in terms of our vision and our mission. So what does the rest of 2021 and 2022 hold for us? What is going to be our theme and our focus over these next 12 months. Well, we've put together a short video uh, that will uh, give us some insight as to what we're going to be focusing on, and then we'll be unpacking that over the next few weeks. So why don't you have a look at this video? We live in a time where there are so many things vying for our time and attention. So many things which in many instances can sow doubt and challenge our faith. Whether that be illness, death, financial strain or relationship struggles. These things can often challenge the stability of our spiritual lives and make us lose sight of the hope we have in the gospel. Yet over and over again in scripture, we see God call his people to remain steadfast to hold on to Him, being full of the life of Jesus and experiencing the fullness of His love and His power, which enables us to remain rooted and established in Him. 
And so in the ministry year ahead, our focus and theme is going to be the word firm. F-I-R-M, firm. And my prayer for us as a church over the next 12 months is that we would be a people that stands firm because of the fullness of life we have in Christ. We serve a God who wants us to be like a tree planted by streams of water, which bears fruit in season and prospers. Let us flourish and thrive in our walk with Christ. And so, church, I want to invite you to come on this journey with us over the next 12 months. There are so many unknowns in our world today. And indeed, for some of you in your personal lives, there is likely many things that are uncertain too. But I believe that despite the uncertainty and despite the challenges, God is calling us to draw deeply from the fullness of life He offers, to experience His love and His power, and to remain firm in Him through all seasons of life. So church, that's our theme, focus word for 2021-2022 ministry year. It's the word firm. And for those who've been part of PCC for longer than 12 months, you know that this year's theme was forward. And we tend to move, you know, sometimes in cycles where the words start with the same letter. So yes, it's another F word. Um, But it's um, the word I want us to kind of sit with carries this rich, rich, um, significance for us and and the, the word firm uh, we, we wanted to carry this idea of being determined being steadfast uh, being solid being immovable uh, being unshakable that's what the word firm uh, carries with it it has this idea of being resolute of holding ground uh, standing our ground um, and so that's kind of the, the idea that we want we want to convey. And throughout the New Testament in, in particular, uh, the, the word firm is used that way to convey all of these ideas. And so as we've been thinking and praying, uh, we really feel God is calling us to be firm in three in three particular areas. One is to be firm and steadfast in the promises of God. Uh, we really want to spend time this year reflecting on the things that God has said about himself and and his word and and how certain and confident we can be in the promises of God. We want to stand firm this year, no matter what happens in our world, in the promises of God. The second aspect is to stand firm in the knowledge of the presence of God. Uh, We really want to dig deeper into God, into his love and into his presence, uh, whether we're gathering online or gathering face-to-face with connect groups and church and every time we gather together that we would experience the presence of God and that would bolster up our faith and strengthen our faith to stand firm. And the last area is to to stand firm in the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we're, we're a Pentecostal church and we want to celebrate that and we want to lean into that and we want to make much of that. And so we want to spend time uh, as we do every year, but more so and more intentionally this year, waiting on the Holy Spirit, pressing in for His presence and His power and His fruit in our lives and, and His gifts in our life and, and uh, really uh, experiencing uh, the, the strong presence and power of the Holy Spirit in, in everything we do. And as an eldership, we've been we've been praying into this already. And I guess uh, in terms of applying these things in our lives, these are the things we're believing for for this year. That one, that we would remain steadfast in our faith. Uh, we live in really uncertain times. 
Uh, we, we live in kind of a world that's shaken and uh, we don't know what the future holds and we, we don't know how things are going to advance in this next year. But regardless of that, we we're really believing and praying as we experience uh, and, and we grow in our knowledge of the promises of God and we experience the presence of God and the power of the, God, uh, power of the Holy Spirit that we would be steadfast in our faith. We're really believing for that and praying for that for us as a church. And the second way is uh, that we would step out in faith, that we would not become uh, nervous or, or afraid or, or reclusive or withdrawn, but that we would trust God, that we would step out in faith and, and believe for God to use us. That Again, we've been using this, this idea that we would not uh, just survive this season, uh, but that we would thrive and that we would flourish in this season, that we would take every opportunity that God gives us to think about others and to move outwards towards others and to, to make a difference. So that we would remain steadfast and that we would step out in faith. And the image that uh, God's been putting on my heart that kind of encapsulates all of this is the, uh, the image of a tree uh, that's planted by streams of water or rivers of living water. And you saw that image in the vision video and one of the key passages that God's put on my heart is Jeremiah 17. And I want you to turn in your Bibles there. And I want to kind of draw out four things that Jeremiah tells us from this passage uh, that will help us as we think about standing firm. So Jeremiah 17. And we're going to start at verse 5. And we're going to read through this section. And it says this. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man who draws strength from mere flesh and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. That sounds pretty bad, pretty bleak. Verse 7 says this, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. They will be like a tree planted by the water, that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in the year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. What an incredible passage. What incredible promises we have here. Let me pray and we'll just jump into this passage. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the way you've been with us uh, in this last ministry year. We have much to be thankful for. We are so grateful, Lord, for your faithfulness to us. And, Lord, we believe that you're leading us forward into this new season, into this new ministry year, Lord, where you're calling us to stand firm and to remain steadfast in our faith and to step out in faith. And so we pray as we come around your word that you will give us ears to hear what you're saying to us. Lord, that you will uh, excite and stir our spirits around this theme and around this focus for this year. And Lord, that you would challenge us and encourage us to hold firmly to you as you hold firmly to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So just four quick things I want to point out to you from this passage. Uh, first thing is in, in standing firm uh, to, to, I guess, have this central truth anchored in our hearts that it comes through trusting in God. We stand firm by trusting in God. And, you know, the, Jeremiah makes it clear that cursed is the person that trusts in humanity, but blessed is the person who trusts in the Lord. Throughout human history, from the very beginning in the garden, this was the fundamental thing that God called humanity to do. 
the question really that we keep coming back to in our human experience is will we trust God? Will we trust God? And throughout biblical history, we see that God's people turn to a whole bunch of other things instead of trusting God. Genesis, Adam and Eve, they trusted themselves. They trusted Satan. They, they, they wanted freedom and autonomy from God. They, they didn't want to surrender to God's amazing, perfect, unconditional love. They wanted to take matters into their own hands. And from that point, we see throughout uh, uh, biblical history that uh, God's people have trusted in idols. They've trusted in their own political power. They've trusted in alliances. Uh, they've trusted uh, in their own strength, in their own wisdom, in their own intellect. They've trusted in a whole bunch of different things. And God continually invites them and calls them back to trusting in Him, in him and surrendering to Him. And we find even in our own lives, particularly when it's in, in times of crisis, we tend to reach out and grasp and clutch onto anything that will give us some sense of security. But when we come to the New Testament too, we see that Jesus and the apostles continually calling us to turn away from all of those false gods and false securities, to turn away from wealth, to turn away even from our family and our own uh, religious uh, confidence, our self-righteousness, turning away from anything else and turning completely and fully and totally to Jesus. And so Jesus continually calls us and invites us to trust in the Father exclusively, wholeheartedly, completely to submit uh, and to surrender to His love and to give ourselves completely to Him. And so in, in our journey this year, we want to grow in understanding who our God is, in, in understanding and knowing His character, to, to anchor our faith in His promises so that our hearts will be able to trust in Him more and more and more, to surrender to His love because we're so confident of His fatherly care for us. So the first thing, we stand firm by trusting in God. Uh, the second thing Jeremiah tells us is that we, we stand firm by staying by the, staying close to the water. And I, I love the way he, he brings this out in verse 8. They will be like a tree planted by the water. Now, see, the funny thing is that trees don't tend to move anywhere. You know, where, where you plant them, generally they kind of stay. But with us... It, it's not so much like that. We, we don't tend to stay close to Jesus. We tend to drift. We tend to wander. See, when, when, when we came to God, when we recognized our sin, when we surrendered to God's love and invited Him, invited Jesus to be our Lord and our Savior, God planted us by the river of living water. God planted us in Jesus. God connected us to himself through Jesus, the true and living vine. We are in Christ and we have the life of God in us. We are planted by the, the river of life. But the problem is we don't stay there. But if we want to stay firm, if we want to stay anchored, if we want to be like this tree, we, we need to stay close to the water. We, we need to stay in that place of intimacy and in and relationship. And I want to kind of uh, read to you a couple of Psalms that, that tell us how we can do this. Psalm 92 picks up the same imagery as Jeremiah does. And he says this, the righteous will flourish. Uh, sorry, this is Psalm 92 verses 12 to 15. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. 
planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of the Lord. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no wickedness in him. And then Psalm 1 says this. It says this, verse 1 to 3. Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step with wicked or stand in the way that sinners take but whose delight, sorry, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Uh, did you hear that? Did you hear the way that we can stay close to the water, the way that we can continue to abide? It is by not neglecting the word of God uh, in, in this climate of you know, uh, routines being changed and uh, uh, our rhythms being out of whack. It's so easy to neglect time with God, time in his word, time in his presence. But Psalm 1 reminds us that the blessing of God, if we want to flourish and we want to stand firm and be steadfast and, and grow into the fullness of God, we, we need to be in that place of being in God's word, of meditating on his word. And then Psalm uh, 92 that we read says how important it is to be in community. How important it is to be in the presence of God's people and gathering together. And it doesn't matter whether it's online, whether it's face-to-face, whether it's in connect group, whether it's in church. It is the process of gathering together as God's people that plays a part in us staying close to the water. These are the means of grace that God's given us to keep us growing and thriving and flourishing. So trusting in God growing in our security and confidence in who he is and his promises and staying close to the water by being in God's word and being in community will really, really help us. The third thing, um, and I love this, that Jeremiah tells us is that they, they not only stay close to the water, they're not just planted by the water, but they send out their roots by the stream. They send out their roots. The third thing is that we need to send out our roots. If we want to stand firm, we need to send out our roots. And what do I mean by that? Well, water is what sustains all of life on our planet. In, in fact, when astronauts go exploring other planets and when they send you know, rovers and all of that stuff, one of the things they're looking for is for water because water would give uh, a sign of organic life. And we know that a tree without water will, will soon wither and die. Even, the, even humans, even the way God has made us, we can go without food for a while. And you know, this week is our week of prayer and fasting. And some of you have decided to give up food. And we know that we can do that. But going without water, well, that's a different thing altogether. But sometimes water is not readily accessible. When, when drought comes, when dry seasons come, uh, the trees, they have, they have to send down their roots deeper in search of water. They, they have to kind of push through the, the hard ground to try and find sources of water that will sustain and nourish them. The, the benefit of that is that they put their roots deeper so greater stability comes and there's greater resilience that comes as a result of finding deep water. I remember when I was in Kenya, uh, one of the things that really struck me I don't think we fully appreciate this because we live in a, in a country where we can turn on the tap and there's water, life-sustaining, fresh water that's readily available to us. But in Kenya, it's not like that. For many people in those villages, they had to walk kilometers 
to go and find water. And I'd see these people with these big plastic containers on their heads walking for kilometers to go to the, the well or the tap that was the, the closest to their village. And they'd be filling up those containers and then walking them all back. And that's all the water they would have for the day. Or if they ran out, they would have to go back all the way to get more water. And right now for us, it feels like we're in a bit of a dry season. It's a drought. It's, it's like it's, it's hard to, to maintain our walk with God. We have to really push through. But I believe that in this next season, if we want to stand firm and to flourish and thrive, we're going to have to send out our roots. But we have the incredible assurance of Jesus' promise in John chapter 7, when he said, you know, because we're in him, since we've come to believe in him, that these rivers of living water, speaking of the Holy Spirit, would flow out of us. And in John 7, uh, if you read that passage, it, it gives us this incredible assurance that all who believe in Jesus, that rivers of living water will flow from within them. So it's... We, we don't have to go far. We don't have to walk kilometers to get living water. It's within us by the Holy Spirit. But we might need to send our roots out. We might need to press in. We might need to hunger and thirst for the Holy Spirit. We might need to set our hearts on seeking after God more intentionally and passionately and, and deliberately and, and, and really stepping out of our comfort zone and mixing things up and, and, and doing different things maybe to really connect with the Holy Spirit in a different way. And so this is that season for us, for us to stand firm to send out our roots and to really dig deep into the Holy Spirit, into the river that's flowing in our hearts and to experience the fullness of life that Jesus wants us to know and have. The last thing, the fourth thing I want to share with you is the outcome that Jeremiah talks about. And, and this is our prayer for you. The outcome will be steadfastness and fruitfulness. Steadfastness and fruitfulness. And listen to what Jeremiah says. That the tr a tree like this, a tree that trusts God, a, a tree that's planted, that's sending out its roots, well, it does not need to fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Church, that's, that's our prayer for us this year, that we would be like this tree, that we would thrive and we would flourish, that we would send our roots deep, that we would stand firm in our faith, remain steadfast in, in, in our faith as we put our roots deep and we find the anchor of our soul, God's promises, as we find the solid rock of God's presence, as we, as we lay a hold of the stability and the sure foundation of God's word and his promises that we will find that. And as we send out our roots, that we will find living water in the Holy Spirit that will nourish us and refresh us and sustain us and empower us and, and uh, bring green leaves. And we don't need to fear in times of drought because of the living water, the river of life that's flowing in and through us. And that we will bear fruit that we will not just remain steadfast in our faith, but we will step out in our faith, that we would act in love and generosity and kindness, that we will be outward looking and we would be missional, that we would reach out to our neighbors and think of creative ways to proclaim the good news and be good news. And we would be witnesses and share our testimony. And as we are thriving and remaining steadfast, that we will be a witness to people around us in our workplaces, our families, our neighborhoods, that are wrestling with the chaos of our world at the moment and are feeling their foundations are being shaken and rattled, but that we will be a calm and steadfast, firm presence, 
among a shaky world because we are drilling deep into the certainty of God's promises, into his presence and his love and in the power of Holy Spirit. That's our prayer for us. That's where we're going. That's what I feel God is calling us to in this next ministry year. Will you join us? Will you be a part of this journey? Will you commit yourself wholeheartedly to pressing into God, to standing firm, to growing in God, to, to growing up into Christ, to growing in the knowledge of His Word and His presence and His promises and His life and His power so that you can be like this tree. You won't need to worry about the drought. Your leaves will continue to be green and flourishing and thriving and you will produce fruit as Jesus promised, as we abide in him, that will glorify the Father and that will be a blessing to all around you. That's my prayer. And I'm going to pray that way for us as a church. Why don't you take a moment to just bow your head and close your eyes and just reflect on these things and then I'll pray for us as a church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your word this morning. We, we find our spirits encouraged and excited by your word because your word is living and it's active. And Father, it speaks into our very core. Uh, Lord, and in the midst of all that's going on in our world and in our lives personally, Lord, it is the sure foundation that we can build our lives on. It is the rock. You are our rock. You are our refuge. Father, as the song of all say, uh, old says, all other ground is sinking sand. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. We thank you, Lord, for the truth of that. And Lord, I pray even in this moment, as we still our hearts before you, that we would sense that, Lord, right now. Father, that you would give us a sense of your presence, Lord, right now in our living rooms, wherever we are watching this service. Lord, that by your Holy Spirit, there would come a stillness into our heart. Lord, there would come a peace into our heart. There would come, Lord, a quiet assurance, a quiet confidence that we can trust in you, our Father, that you are our refuge, that you are our shelter, that you are our safe place that you've got us, that you hold us, that, Lord, even in those moments when it feels like our feet is slipping, our hands are loosening in their grip of you, Lord, that you have us, that we are held strongly and firmly in your hand. Lord, I pray that, Lord, in this moment, we would sense your deep love, that we would sense your presence washing over us. We would sense, Lord, the, the river of life flowing over us, refreshing us, the presence of Jesus as we connect with him as we open our hearts to you right now Father. lord will you fill us with the presence of jesus will you fill us with the life of jesus the fullness of jesus right now oh god that we would we would know the the, the water of god the life of god the living water refreshing our souls right now 
And Father, as we surrender to you, Lord, may we know the power of your spirit. Lord, may we know strength in our inner being right now, Father. May we feel in our hearts encouraged and emboldened and strengthened to be strong and to be courageous, Lord, to step out in faith, Lord, to step out because we stand on a sure foundation, to step out because of our confidence in you and who you are and your promises. Lord, may we sense your spirit empowering us with boldness right now, Father. And Lord, for us as a church, as we move forward into this ministry year and in this journey, Lord, we pray will you do this work in our hearts. Lord, we open our hearts to you. We surrender to you. Lord. We invite you to come and have your way. Lord, in each individual life, Lord, each person who's watching and hearing me, Lord, right now, as they make their own personal commitment right now, to be a part of this journey, to open their hearts to you, to wholeheartedly surrender to your love. Lord, I pray that as a church, we will grow in you this year. We will stand firm in you. And Lord, that we will make a difference that will bring you honor and glory. In Jesus' name, I pray. Thank you for listening to the Parramatta Christian Church Podcast. To hear other sermons or to find out more about our church, please visit our website at pcc.org.au.